Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Why do people keep doing the things that they don't like to do? That's such a good question. What? Can you think of something that you don't like to do or you haven't liked to do in the past, but you've always done it? I can think of a lot of things and only because I've recently been spending a lot of time with myself really trying to identify what I do like to do. Well, I think that's one of the important things. That's a, that's a, one of the big steps that people need to take. But how often do you stop and ask yourself, what do I like to do? That's an even better question because apparently not enough. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, that that's that's why during the pandemic, people had a chance to figure themselves out. When you get that kind of downtime, right, and you're, you're alone with your thoughts uh-huh. or in your own home and uh, kind of secluded like that, a lot of people had a lot of time to reflect and ask themselves some pretty important questions. Right. Like, right? what do I like? And I've recently started asking myself that specifically since we stopped drinking alcohol. Right. That's become a huge question in my life well, because for, well that's a well that's a great example of we were doing something that we really didn't enjoy but everybody else was doing it and that's i think the biggest reason why people are doing things that they don't like to do because everybody else is doing it so can can you think of an example of something yeah let me do you want me to start i can start okay, and it's not, it may not be a popular opinion um i don't like festivals like, like i don't like <laughs> fairs And I don't like carnivals and I don't like festivals and I I don't, they're not, it's not fun. The rides give me anxiety. I don't like putting the kids on them. And we used to always go like, cause it was a thing that was going on. For me, it was hands down. One of the greatest examples along those same lines was, you know, after almost 30 years in radio, I had attended countless numbers of concerts and festivals. Uh One thing I've never, ever enjoyed and just went along because it was the popular thing to do, or so I thought, was outdoor music festivals where you actually camped, whether it be in a camper, in Uh a tent, whatever. We have one of the largest ones, I think, in the country here in the northern part of our state. It's called WeFest. And every year... Close to a hundred thousand people, if not more, right? Venture up it's there. It's huge. And they and it's a three or four day festival. And you and I, like our first or second year doing our morning radio show together, got VIP. Okay, VIP access and camping and a and a camper and all of it to go up there and spend the weekend. And you know what? I hated it. It was you wanna know why? Because I don't like the festivals, period. It was awful. I can attest. It was terrible. I don't, but it it doesn't matter what was going on. I don't, I don't like to camp under any circumstance. And that's, I, it's fair for you to say that and recognize it and own it and not camp. And not only that, 
but I don't want to be surrounded when I'm trying to listen to music. I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of people who are so inebriated and loud that they won't even remember the show. And that's the majority of the people that attend such festivals. Absolutely. They that's, don't. That's, I mean, I've been there. I've been one of those people. Yeah. So it, it is definitely, I would say, the majority and that, that, that's of just, people at those events. That's just one example, right? That's just one example, but any of them. Now, I don't mind going to, like, uh, locally here about, to one of our kind of bedroom communities, St. Peter, which is just outside Mankato, Minnesota, does something called a rock band folk festival every year. I love that. You want to know why? Because it's civilized. Right. You can just sit with your chair and listen to the music and then take yourself home. Or. Not to a camper or a tent. And you you can listen to great music. There's a lot of arts and craft vendors around. It's a much more. Uh, controlled atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? But I do not like outdoor rock or country music festivals. I can't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't want to wait in line for 45 minutes for a semi-warm beer, right? And then just in time when you get, when you get your Whatever beer you're you're standing in line for, you can just head to the back of the line because that's you're where you're going to be. Be ready for another one, and you're gonna you're gonna need all of that beer to just keep your sanity while you're surrounded by such chaos. Yeah, I would tend to agree. The, I can't just, stand it. I've done a lot of outdoor festivals. I've camped in tents and campers, and I don't know if I like got too old for it outgrew it or if I never really liked it but well, I'm I'm good to go and not attending those anymore but the, it, or just, ever again if you start thinking about it though like all of the things that you've done through life that you that you just didn't enjoy and you did it because everybody else was doing it you know that's it, it, it goes back to that blazing your own path uh-huh. because Society as we know it today gives us a clear path. This is the way you go. These are the people you hang out with. This is the job that you do. And this is where you're going to shop. This is what's cool. This is what people are wearing. This is what people are watching. This is what people are listening to. This is what people are eating. These are the trends, right? But until you take that first step, away from that cleared path and start forging your own path. Literally go, go back to the caveman, find your own water and hunt your own food. (laughs) I'm serious, but it is in our DNA to want to go with the crowd. It's that tribal instinct to fit in. Yes. And I, I know I can speak for myself and say, I've been trying to fit in for most of my life, like going out of my way to fit in doing what I should, quote unquote, do until recently when I was like, I'm not going to do any of this anymore. Right. And then it's weird because you feel like you don't fit in. And then you're trying to remind yourself that that's the point. Like you don't want to fit in. What are the excuses that you kept using to justify doing what you were doing? Everyone's doing I, it. I can tell you. We what, should be there. It's popular. Right. Everyone's going. I mean, it's that's just stuff, or, stuff you say. Here's here's the ones I've used. 
I don't have enough time. I have kids. Oh, to stop you from going? Well, no, these are, yeah, well, no, these are the reasons not to pursue your own, your own things and just to follow the status quo. I misunderstood your question. Right. Okay. So, no, no, I understand. But some of the things that you, the excuses you've used to prevent yourself from going, blazing your own path. Doing what you want to do. Oh, yeah. Or like people will think I'm weird. Right. I mean, that was always a big one for me. Like, I can't do that. People, what will people think? Right. People will think I'm insane. Right. If I start doing TikTok dances or if I start posting my outfits on Instagram. Right. People will think I've lost it. That's a great example with the uh, with the with the fashion statement. Yeah. Right? It is because I, I think a lot of people can relate specifically to that. They'll see things and they'll be like, man, that's actually caught my eye and it's kind of cool and I, I like that. But they're like, people would laugh at me if I if I wore that. Right. What will people think? Right. And to that point, I wonder how many people are, on the fashion sense, just wearing things that they see in the store. Like, are you being told what to wear by the display in the store? Or are you going out and looking for what you actually want and like? Well, that that's, I think, you, again, they're dictating what they think you want. Because I can tell you, and it's not just a blanket either. But I could tell you that the stores in the town that we live in cater to what they think people in this area mm-hmm. want to look like. So if you don't fall in that, right? Fall in line with that, you're you're going to you're going to find yourself searching. That's why I love Jay Long so much. Right. Oh, that's yeah, exactly. Shameless plug because I, I go in there and I feel like it's cutting edge and right. it's not the same thing that I'm seeing everywhere else. It, it, and that's what I look for. It's funny that I had this conversation with Aaron, one of the owners, I bet five years ago, mm-hmm. he told me, he said, I need to figure out a way to convince young men and now women, right? As well. Cause they offer fine yep. women's clothing as well. But he said, I need to, to show them and make them understand that they don't have to spend a fortune, but if they make, if they start small by quality clothing and then make an allotment on a monthly basis mm-hmm. to come in and buy one or new two items every single month, they'll build that wardrobe in a very short period of time and they'll be much happier with themselves. Yes. And it's so much of, so much of it is just paying attention and this can go beyond just getting dressed but it's like paying attention to like what is my lifestyle what kind of clothes do I need the most of like if you're a work from home person who doesn't even need to be on a zoom call you probably don't need you know a ball gown so it's like being intentional and understanding what you need but beyond the clothes that's the same thing for understanding what you like like be intentional when you're doing something are you just going through the motions are you doing it because you feel like you should or you think you have to or are you thinking about am i enjoying this is this fun is there something i'd rather be doing well there's a there's a huge roadblock between most people and all of what you were just talking about and that's the ability to step outside of their comfort zone that true that is what holds a lot of people back from achieving a lot of different things, right? Because if you actually spend the time and the energy and to pursue things that you like and find your passion 
that will all meld together and bring you closer to who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's going to, it will take time again that, but it, it goes back to, and you'll hear this from a lot of successful people. You're going to do things that are going to be very uncomfortable and sometimes downright scary. Right. But, but nothing no, big happens ever within your comfort zone. No, no. You'll just be a zombie. Go. How many times have you and I used that term? Right. Because that's that's what I feel like a lot of the people that that follow mainstream everything are just like zombies. They're being told what to do, what to eat, what to look like, what's cool. Right. And they just keep following that when in reality and then they can't figure out why they're miserable. Right. Because they're not. That's not who they are. We're all individuals. Right. But how how many of us have really taken a deep breath and kind of put everything on pause to stop and think like there's I don't have anything against trends or popular music, but it's do you really like them? Do you really like the trends that you're wearing? Do you really like the music that you're listening to? Are you just listening to it because everyone around you is listening to it? That, that, that's you a, know, that's a that's a big part. Like, of how often are you doing things and consuming things because you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing? It could be a little thing, and I, I can tell you, uh, not too long before you and I just made the mutual decision, like, you know what? Let's let's try to take some time off drinking, which turned into we almost don't, seven months. Yeah, we don't drink anymore. Right. Basically, I mean that's that's a fact, and I don't think I because I when I started this journey with. That specifically, I didn't know if I ever would again because it wasn't that big of a deal for me. But now having separated myself from it as long as I have, I don't think I'll ever go back to any form of alcohol consumption. No, nope. It just doesn't, it's not really me, right? But if you wouldn't have stopped, right, right. you wouldn't have been able to say that. Right, right. I know. So th- that's one example. Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up is because a small thing that I noticed in my life was especially in this, I think a lot of jobs, alcohol in corporate America is a big part of mm-hmm. your job. Which, oh, well, which alcohol is, is a big part of everything which in is, America. Which is insane, right? But the, specifically the job that we, the career that we were in, it was, alcohol was a bigger part of that than some other industries and, and drugs and everything else, right? But specifically alcohol, because it was legal and readily available. But when, when, when the lunch meetings at a, uh, at a restaurant or local uh, tavern or whatever would come up and everybody would like, or would automatically order a beer or a cocktail with their lunch. And I was like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Because everybody else is, and I know it's going to make me tired and I don't want to, you know, I just, I don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel, but I'm just going to go along with the crowd. And I did that for years. Right. I'm like, I don't want a beer. I'm going to feel bloated and like crap for the rest of the afternoon at work. Why am I doing this, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, peer pressure. You know, we always talk about totally. that. And it's and just like, it's another example of doing something I didn't want to do. And I, th- it's easy to misconstrue the term peer pressure because you're thinking of like, come on, man. Or like, right. but you can be pressured without anyone saying anything. You can right. just feel like you're supposed to do it because everybody else is, even if nobody actually pressures you I there think, can still be peer pressure there I, I think we live in that world every day yeah right people telling us what's what's the trendy what that's it trend 
I remember when we did our What's morning trendy? our morning radio show that we did for eleven years, and that would we would that's what we would look at. What's yeah. trending? What's everyone talking about? And now it's like what's what's nobody talking about that everybody kind of wants to talk about? Right. It's a completely different way of thinking about it because it's like I don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. You know, I want I want to have more meaningful conversations right. than what's everybody talking about. Do you find your this is this is when you know you're in a rut. When you find yourself constantly doing the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily even things that you like. That's just what you figure you're supposed to do at that time in your life, whether it's Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday mornings, whatever. Yeah. And you just stick in that rut and you're afraid to try new things or really investigate the things that you're curious about. It's so, and it's so easy. So don't beat yourself up if you're like nodding along going, yes, that's where I'm at because it's so easy. Yeah, I've been there. to everyone. Right. I've been there. I followed along. I mean, I pretended that I liked a lot of things that I didn't like mm-hmm. when I was, when I was, you know, my 30 years in broadcast. Yeah. And I, I I'm never doing that again. I don't, I and don't, I don't that's think that's not a great way. And there, and I'm not going to hang out with people I don't like. Right. And that and, happens to people who don't have a public job. Like, oh, I know. Like on the radio, that happens to everyone. It, and it's funny because all of what we've been sitting here talking about is what led to what they're calling today. Here we go. Oh, there's a new term. No, the great oh. resignation. Oh, yeah. And that, and that, they're, they're, they're seeing that's what led to this. People are tired of being led around. Yeah. They're not, they don't want to do it anymore. And they're, they're, I think I called it the great awakening because that's what it was. And jobs, believe it or not, and I think a lot of people can believe it, came to the top of that list when they, when, when it was doing something on a consistent basis that you don't like. And don't and people had always filled our heads with the well that's life. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not life. And anybody who tells you that is miserable with their own life and they don't know that and they feel trapped and they can't escape. I remember feeling like that and thinking to myself, I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck in this job and there's nothing I can do. I remember thinking that. Before I really stopped and thought, wait a minute, that's insane. You're not stuck. You don't have to do anything. You're you're qualified. You're you're professional. You've networked. Right. You've done a lot of things that put you on the right track to do something else. Right. You're not stuck. You're not trapped. But it's very easy for your thir- first thought to to be, well, this this is what I've always done. I'm stuck. And, I and have to do that. And when they talked about the Great Resignation. A lot of people, because of the amount of time that consumes and how much of your life you have to dedicate to your your occupation, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where if you're legitimately miserable or you don't like to do it, now I'm not telling people to just get up and quit without a plan, but start now putting yourself in a position to get out. Yes. Start now. Start making the plan. That's the thing. You have to just not make the plan, but act on it. Yes. Yes. Start acting on it and position yourself to get out because it was about a year ago. It was the middle of last summer when mm-hmm. we knew. Yep. Because 
our office was like, oh, we're coming back. We're going to try to get everybody back in here in the fall. And we knew the kids were going back to school. Hopefully, you know, we were hoping. And they did. They did. And it, now we're even in a more normal oh, yeah. uh, lifestyle. Yeah. But last year at this exact time, middle of summer, you and I were sitting here going, what are we going to do? Because I don't want to go back. Yeah. And that was a big eye opener. Right. When we realized that the clock was ticking and we were going back to the office and both of us were dreading it. And and and, and it's not that I don't, I didn't love radio and I still under, I mean, I loved the intimate conversation of it. I loved that. That is what I loved about it. Right. It was just getting in there every morning and reaching out and putting my finger on the pulse of what was going on mm-hmm. and then having it to ha- talking about it. Right. I loved that, but it was everything else in that industry that was caving in and dying. And I felt like, you know, I, I, I felt like a fish out of water. And then we would have our, what you and I called the, I want to quit my job meetings every week. I'm not kidding. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it. It was just, you know, without going into detail, does I think a lot of people can relate to this. Do you have those office meetings on a regular basis where you set in that that meeting and you go, why am I here? How do I get out of here? This is going to be the death of me. Right. I can't stand being here anymore. And that's a, a huge moment when you can recognize that and, and admit it. Right. You can say, this isn't serving me. I need to do something else and I need to figure out what that looks like or what it could look like. Yeah. I mean, so it was one year ago, literally at this time, mm-hmm. and, I, and I would have had no idea that we would be here. No. I knew I knew that something had to change or both of us were going to just, I mean, we're gonna, I mean, I was, I would have been super depressed. And I then, can't imagine where I would have been. And then we kind of blew everything up all at once. And right. I started applying for jobs and- I started making the plan to exit. And then in December, we decided to take a break from drinking and combining all of those things or both of those things. I feel like I've woken up over the last seven months with all of the the changes that we've made in our lives. It's just like, whoa, like somebody turned the light on or like rub the dust off the screen. Right. And I think that, uh, you know, you'll hear people talk about... Especially with the sober curious movement, I don't. And again, I don't want to beat that to death because I know that there's a lot of people that drink responsibly and have a a working relationship with alcohol. They're just drinking very occasionally at social, whatever. That's fine. I understand that, but there's a lot of people that use it as a coping mechanism, and 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 most of the time, it goes back to their job. Yeah, and. I can, if there was one thing that was really wrong in my life, and I know there's a lot of people that will look at what we were doing and, and it was fun, right? We, we, sure. we, we had some great times, oh, sure. but they didn't get everything that was happening once you turn the microphones off and you're done in the studio. So I can tell you that one year ago, the first big thing I had to change in my life and I knew it was my employment because mm-hmm. it had just reached a, a, a point yeah. where I didn't want to be there anymore. So I was like, how do I fix this? And uh, in the, the deeper you get into a career or anything else, that can be a scary, I mean, a, a thought process, right? It's that can terrifying. be very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. But I had made the decision that I'm just going to keep moving and I'm going to go with it because there's no other option for me. I'm not going to die miserable, right? And we didn't even do it in the safest way possible where we just got a different 
radio show. Like no. I went into a completely different industry. Right. And you are self-employed. So right. like, I mean, we just really blew the whole thing right. up. But I mean, I, but, but I'll tell you this six, six plus months into this. I'm, I, it was probably one of the most, it is, it is the most defining moment of my adult life. Absolutely. I mean, I, I literally took almost 30 years of vested time and I said, enough, Yeah. I'm taking, I'm getting off the freeway and I'm taking an exit and I'm going to see what, what else is out there. And you said something a couple minutes ago, you said, you know, it, it looked like a fun job and it was a fun job, but even that, like the way someone's life looks from the outside oftentimes has nothing to do with what it's really like on the inside. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, they have a lot of money or they have fancy cars or they have a big house or whatever it is. Like, I don't understand why they would quit their jobs or sell their business or move right. across the country. Well, no, you, of course you don't because you're not living their life. Right. I remember and something that resonated with me this about 15, 20 years ago. I was uh, in my studio by myself at work at a different radio job prior to the one you and I had done. And uh, a, a, the president of a bank that I had come to know very well, he was a regular listener. He listened to me in the mornings and he would come in every once in a while and he would record an ad for his business. But he was he told me that exact thing. He goes, George, people don't understand. They just look at me and think I'm the president of this and that. And they just think that it's just this great job. I have all this money and this great life, you know, and, and my big home on the lake and all that. But I have to answer to people. And I can tell you for a fact that every week, multiple times, I'm super stressed out. And I just sometimes wonder why I even do it. Yeah. By the way, he's not alive anymore. But oh, so yeah, I know it isn't. It is. But he, he told me that and it resonated with me. And I was like, God, I would have never believed that because I always... I was one of those people that, God, you got the perfect job. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't. I don't. But he wasn't happy. Like the perception is a funny thing. Right. Right. And he was just, and he had reached, I mean, he was closing in on 60 at that point. And he was like, I yeah. just, I just don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I was like, wow. Right. Right. Because he you, heard. Just because things look good on the outside doesn't mean they're good on the inside. Right. right. It is. So here's the, here's what I would tell people. And th this is what we want you to take away this morning or whenever you're listening, because we have found that now with podcasting, okay. we get people you listen whenever you want. whenever you want at your leisure. Don't, it's never too late to make that change. Never. Because, because you're always you're always moving forward. Right. Right. Don't and look it, back. Don't look back. You have no control over what's happened. The time's going to pass right. whether you do anything or not. So right. why not take a long, hard look at what you're doing, whether it be a job or hobbies or who you're spending time with or what you're consuming and figure out, do I like this? They, I'm telling you, it comes, it's simple. Stop doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. Now I understand, first of all, obviously there's exceptions. The dentist, maybe you don't like to go get a physical with your doctor. You do that stuff. Baseball why don't you, tournament. You want to know why? You want to know why you, you do that stuff? Because it's in your best interest. Right. That's the type. Of, so there will be those types of things, right? It's the things that you can control. Yes. And you can choose. Right. And 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 saying no is a big part of it. Yeah. We, did, is, a, we yeah. did an episode quite a while ago. Right. 
um, about the power of saying no, which we should revisit that because I still suck at it. Um, But it's the things that you can control, taking control of them. Right. And and, and making your life yours. Don't, uh, I will say this, stop doing things that you don't like to do. Right. And it's stuff that you can control, by the way. That's not going to hurt anybody else. Right? I can't remember who just said- stop it because yeah. you don't you don't have to do it. And Americans realized that. I think a lot of people around the world did through the pandemic. They were like, especially when they tried to bring everybody back. You'll hear a lot of that banter now as the same people that want to go back to the same lifestyle. We talked about this just a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, right? They just want to get back to that same routine. But there was a huge number of Americans that were willing to take that. The world changed. Yeah, to take take a fork, an exit off the highway that they've already paved for you. The world changed. Blaze your own path. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of people doing that now. And for a lot of them, it started with a new career. Right? New new employment. Or a business. Right, anything. Starting something, a side hustle, whatever it is. It could be your ticket out. What do you really like? And well, and not only that, but stop doing stuff that you don't like to do. Right. But if you're going to stop doing stuff you don't like to do, then you get a chance to figure out what you do like to do. You'll have the time and energy. Right. Right. And that mental focus will be there and you'll start spending your time and energy pursuing things that you're passionate about. And then it'll it, it will come together, right? That's the but taking that first step can not only be awkward. Oh, it's super awkward, but it can be scary. It's very. It can be very there, scary. There, I could I could come up with a lot of adjectives, but it's worth it. Oh, a hundred percent. All of the awkwardness yeah. and all of the. It can be. I would use the word lonely. It can right. be lonely to blaze your own trail. I don't and want to go off the path of least resistance there was lonely there was a lot of things i well here's here's an example with with uh my gym membership and a personal trainer you take me back to the last 30 years i would have been literally too embarrassed to go into a a gym like jp fitness sit down have a conversation with john jameson and then have him refer me to brett my personal trainer right and then to go down that path, I would have been intimidated and wouldn't mm-hmm. have tried that. Yeah, but, you had to go out of your right, comfort zone. Right, I did. I, I went way out of my comfort zone. And now that I'm there, I'm like, God, why did I wait so yeah. long to do this? Right? That's an example. Powerful. Right. Because people tell you, well, you're never going to be the person you were. Nonsense. Don't believe any of that. And can you be happy? Yes, absolutely. And you'll find... That when you do things like that and you are surrounding yourself with like-minded people, all of that will begin to work together to help you, you I would say, pursue your passions. And figure out who you are. And and stop doing crap you hate. (laughs) I'm serious. That's what it comes down to. How many times do people do that? Your takeaway is stop doing crap you hate. My takeaway for this morning is figure out what you actually like. Well, I think that's all one and the same. It is. All right. Both sides of the coin. There you go. Again, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more motivation, hopefully, at 6 a.m.